All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back to the episode of Police Weekender with a special guest, as you can see right here. Yeah. We're proudly brought to you by our friends over at Puck Off Loggerdale. Be sure to check them when you get out east. An absolute big beer for the big game. And speaking of the big game, we had to get someone on to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that man right there is Joe Smith from The Athletic. Covers the Tampa Bay Lightning. Joe, I'll ask you right off the get go. Did the Leafs even stand a snowball chance in hell of winning this series? Well, if you ride the subway here in Toronto and talk to fans, they don't seem to think so. But, uh, but yeah, I do, I do think uh, they do have a chance uh, to win here. I mean, you know, I know it's been a, a rough history and it's been a long time since the Leafs uh, won a playoff series. But um, this is probably the best Leafs team we've seen in years, uh, probably the deepest on the blue line. Um, you know, I, I still think the Lightning um, – you know, I would still probably pick the Lightning at this point, but I do think you know the Leafs can win the series for sure. Well, I'm one of the guys that do think the Leafs can win this series, um, but I do think it is going to be a battle and a war. Um, I'll ask you right off the get go um, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're a team that obviously have done this twice now, back to back, winning the Stanley Cups, but albeit in different ways. One being with the the COVID kind of uh, what do you want to call it? The bubble like series, yeah. yeah, the bubble in the summer. And then the second one was the uh, the shortened season, obviously not a full season. So this year you go 82 games, now you get into the playoffs. So that's a little bit different, a little bit longer stretch. Plus that team's also played a whole lot of hockey. Do you buy into any of the notion that the Tampa Bay Lightning may be a little tired, there may be a little fatigue, or does this team just know how to turn it on, which appears they do? Yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, it's possible to not be a little fatigued or, or tired going through what they've gone through the last year and a half. Uh, they're not using it as an excuse for any struggles they had in March and early April. Um, but I think the benefit of their experience is that they know what to do, the recipe they have to succeed. They know the key for me in the series right now is how each team handles adversity or handles a rough moment. If the Leafs lose game one, will be Armageddon, or they will able to shrug it off and, and win game two in the series. The, what Lightning have done so well in the playoff runs is tough moments in games or from their when they won five overtime game and against Columbus in game one, in the bubble to that to they won the cup against Montreal, they were able to kind of handle those kind of rough moments and uh, in the series that's going to swing so much in this next two weeks. So uh, that'll that's just where the experience I think pays off with Lightning because they've, they've been there, they've done that, they know how to correct themselves in between games, in between periods, and knowing that uh, what the recipe is to win. Um, so whether that can be used again here um, in the next few months remains to be seen. And I guess only the narrative about them being tired or worn out will be discussed if they do get losing the first round or two. Now, a player I want to ask you about, obviously, is uh, Braden Point. Didn't play in Friday's game. Uh, was a full participant of practice today. Uh, will he be in the lineup? Is there any uh, issue for injury for any player on the Tampa Bay Lightning that Leafs fans will be looking at to say, hey, that may be a key guy that's not available or at 100%? He, he will play tomorrow. Uh, he said today, I asked him, he's ready to go. Uh, feels good. Uh, whether he does feel good or not, he probably wouldn't tell me anyways. But uh you know, he's obviously a, a gamer, uh, a really tough player. And, uh, you know, he had been missed a couple of games down the stretch. It's, I thought it was for precautionary reasons. But I think a couple of weeks ago, John Cooper said it was a little more than a maintenance. They say body maintenance when you miss a practice. It was a little bit more than that. Um, but he was flying around today. Uh, looks looks good. Doesn't affect his skating. Uh, he's on a line now with Anthony Sorelli and, and Brandon Hagel, which could be another kind of a shutdown line in this Leafs series. You know, he's not – with Kucherov and Pilat, like he's been in previous playoff runs. And I think he's in the wing, it looks like, too. So it's an interesting kind of dynamic there on that line with those two guys. So uh, if they're going to go anywhere, Braden Point is one of those guys that's been the catalyst the last couple of seasons. He kind of is the engine of this team up front uh, with him and Kucherov. So uh, the fact he's, he's healthy enough to play is a good sign. 
Uh, and Jan Ruda was a guy who missed a couple games, but he's going to be playing tomorrow as well. Well, I look at this and I, I say the Tampa Bay Lightning are also getting another blessing and a fully healthy, fully ready and energized Steven Stamkos as well. A guy that really hasn't got to contribute too much for the cup runs. I mean, obviously everybody talks about the shift he came on, scored a goal and basically mm-hmm. went back off. I mean, how amazing mm-hmm. is that? You know, tip your cap to that guy. Uh, but what does Stamkos mean to this team and being able to to go for this full run now? And he's part of the team, fully healthy by the look of things anyway, and, and ready to roll. Well, this is arguably the best year of his career. I mean, I know he not the 60-goal season of when he was a, just a young run-and-gun run sharpshooter there, but he's really evolved his game over the years, better all-around player. And this year you saw it, like 64 assists. He scored 42 goals, including a hat-trick in the season finale. Um, and he hasn't been dependent on, like you said, to be a play driver up front in the playoff runs. Like he was like ninth in even straight ice time last year's playoffs, even though he did score a lot of points. Uh, this year he had to with Kucherov missing the first two and a half months uh, because he got hurt in game three and then Braden Point going down in November. So he had to be one of those guys back in the middle where his natural playing position is and to be able to produce like he has, not just on the power play, it's been an even strength. And so to have him basically centering the top line uh, with Kucherov and Plot going into game one of a series in his hometown of Toronto uh, is pretty special. But I think when, I, when we asked him after he got his 100 points for the first time in his career, he said what made it special for him and and proud is that he can prove people wrong. You know, maybe three years ago, people didn't think, even including in his hometown, uh, if he could, you know, be this kind of dynamic player with all the injuries he's gone through. And, and now look at him uh, playing some of his best hockey at age 32. No, definitely. Well, he's definitely going to be an X factor for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And on the other side of things, obviously, we talked about uh, what team can face adversity. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have had their fair share in the first round, uh, let alone getting out of the first games of series. Uh, Boston haunts them, obviously. Now Montreal haunts them, Columbus haunts them. Um, for you, you look at this Toronto team, do you think they have enough pushback for what Tampa will bring? And this is what Keith talked about post-whistle. Um, Tampa likes to get into skirmishes. They like to chirp. They bring in a guy like Corey Perry, who just seems to be riding the coattail of whatever team makes it to the Stanley Cup final. He plays pretty um, well the last couple of playoffs, too. I mean, he was one of their yeah. better players for Montreal and for Dallas, so. Seriously, he, he kind of reminds me of uh, the Marion Hosa effect, right? He didn't win it with one team, so now he's going to join the other team to try to win it. Uh, I'll have Pat Maroon as well. Um, but for this team here, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, do they have enough to push back? Are the stars like Austin Matthews, who's finally learning maybe not to take crap? And I, I compare him a lot to Ryan Getzlav when Getzlav was young. Getzlav used to get pushed around a little bit, then started to figure out, hey, I could push guys back. I'm a big body. I, I can lean on guys. And Matthew, I think this season, learned that. But as a team, do they have the ability to do that to Tampa? It's a tough question we'll only have to answer in, in game one. I think the Lightning have had to go through that themselves, too. In 2018, they're playing the Capitals. The Capitals physically wore them down, and I think they were physically intimidating to Lightning. You know, we're looking around their shoulder where Tom Wilson was, you know. Yeah. Uh, they had, and they know, and John Cooper said, intimidation is part of hockey, is still part of the game. Maybe fighting is not quite as much, but they had to stand up you know, the bully and look in the eye and, and not flinch. And they got responded physically in those, the bubble playoff run. And then the last one. So I don't think the lightning are going to go out there. Like I think, like you said, and just try skirmishes just for the hell of it. Uh, I think when they're physically engaged uh, in the game, they're a better hockey team. They're not a bunch of goons out there, but when they get physically going and uh, all their lines are being physical, it's not just the Pat Maroons and Corey Perry's it's, you know, brain point can be, a, a, you know, a tough guy, obviously in the corners and Pilat and Kalorn. And so 
Uh, I think the key for these both teams is to play with an edge without going over the line because both power plays are fantastic. So I think if the Lightning can stay out of the box against the, the Maple Leafs power play while still trying to get physically under their skin a bit, uh, it'll be a big win for them. Yeah, well, it looks like tomorrow night Toronto's trying to address that right out of the get by having uh, Wayne Simmons and Kyle Clifford in the lineup, um, you know, and sitting out uh, Jason Spezza. Uh, unfortunately for us, no Michael Bunting for game one by the look of things, but we do get Andre Kasha back. And one thing I want to talk about for your perspective is the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning have been lauded for their depth. Their depth scoring mm-hmm. always seems to be the big thing. Last year was that third line that really took the run. Um, now Toronto seems to have a little bit of depth themselves. Guys like Mikheyev, Ingvall stepping into his own. Uh, we just talked about guys like Clifford and Spezza and Simmons. Um, do you see them having enough depth to go running through the playoffs, so to speak? Only because I asked that, because obviously the first two lines could be neutralized. We talked about defense mm-hmm. on those guys. You need to have the depth scoring. Someone always shows up. I think of Sean Bernheim back in the uh, the days with Tampa. 2010-11, yeah. Dominic Moore and those guys, yeah. Yeah, so you got guys like that that are unsung heroes, and I'm looking at the Leafs to say, well, Ilya McKayev stepped up. And same thing with Pierre Ingvall, but do they have enough depth to go against the Tampa Bays, you know, Colorado, whoever they face? Um, do you see them having that uh, ability to be a Swiss Army knife and go? Yeah, I think they have um, more than they've had in years past. And I think look last year when Tavares went down uh, with that serious injury, like there were a few guys that had moved up from the third to second line and kind of the catapulted them there, and they were able to kind of manufacture that kind of offense if Matthews and Marner weren't on their game. So they have more this year than they did previously. Look at Nylander, it's a 30-goal score on the third line. Yeah, You know, that's a pretty good dynamic to have if you have to use your top two T-pairs on the Matthews uh, and Tavares line up front. So uh, I think that's a lightning strength as well, you know, with, with Nick Paul, who's been terrific since he got brought in, and Brandon Hagel, who's not scored that, showed that offense yet, that he has a capability with Chicago and scoring 21 goals, playing with Kane and, and Taze and such. So uh, I do think that the Leafs are a little more have a little more depth up front. They'll have to need it because I don't think Matthews going to score four goals each game. So they need the other no. guys to um, to kind of step in. But um, I think the fourth line maybe might be the uh, point where maybe the Lightning have an advantage if they're going to play like the Simmons and that kind of thing. I think you know the Belmar Perry Maroon line has a chance to you know pin guys in other teams' zone and also score on some some key plays like they had during the season. So. Uh, but yeah, the depth is better. I think the, the what struck me the most about the Leafs is their depth is better in the blue line. Um, yeah, that's been years, years. Uh, because that's been one of the lightning strengths in their cup runs is having the same five guys that can play 20, 25 minutes a game, including Victor Hedman. So they can basically roll those guys every other shift. And, and they're big and they're physical, and they also have some skill up the ice. So the, the Leafs having some more depth there with the acquisitions of Giordano and you know, Brody's been great for them the last couple of years and some younger guys stepping in. So uh, they're not just, if you have Muzzin's hurt, or if Riley's hurt, then they're um, in trouble. They have a little more, a little more guys back there. A little more flexibility, yeah. Well, the, the X factor for us too is also going to be what Jack Campbell can do for the Maple Leafs between the pipes. He looks healthy. He looks like he's ready to roll. But the guy he's staring down at the other end of the ice is Andre Vasilevsky, a guy that really is probably the best goaltender on earth. Uh, some may argue Igor Shosturkin, but for me, I, I look at Vasilevsky. He's done it. Has the hardware to prove it. Uh, you, you know, to be the man, you kind of got to beat the man, which is what Jack Campbell has to do here. Um, average goaltending here won't get it done. So I'm wondering, obviously the edge goes to Tampa, but what do you think about Jack Campbell and his chances? Obviously he's looking for a payday too. Some of the Leafs mm-hmm. on this team are looking for paydays and we know big playoffs can factor into that. Do you see Jack Campbell being able to stand up to the test? That is the firepower of the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
I think it's, I mean, I think there's always a chance here. I think I saw him play in Tampa like a few weeks back and he outplayed Vasilevsky for one game. Now that's April 15th versus May 2nd is a big difference. And I think yeah. O'Keele will be in game one, how he does then. If he has a good confidence building performance, and the, you know, it's a low scoring game and the Leafs can win, that it'll be wondrous for, I think, for him. So I think it's all kind of between the ears when you have goaltending in the playoffs. And Vasilevsky said that himself. He's like, it's all in my mind. If I'm physically, I'm ready. But if I can stay in the game and stay focused and, and, and shake off a, a rough goal if there is one. So if let's say, the Leafs lose 4-1 or he gives up a softy here or there, like, can he shake that off? And, you know, not the eyeballs all be on him, of course. You know, Vasilevsky doesn't have anything really to prove here. Campbell does. But um, he has talent, and I think he has confidence in himself. The guys have confidence in him. And so uh, we've seen some maybe, quote-unquote, less heralded, goal, heralded goalies come in in a playoff run and, and do something special. So uh, I think the Leafs are hoping for that, and the Lightning are hoping that their usual, you know, backbone is there and it can be a difference maker in a series with – which could be remarkably even here. Definitely. Well, one area I think the Leafs really uh, are locking behind the Tampa Bay Lightning is coaching. Um, you look at the Columbus series, you look at the Boston series. Uh, it does seem that Sheldon Keith did get out coached a little bit there, uh, whether it be matchups, whether it be willingness to be flexible, do different things. Um, what do you see here this year? Do you do you think we see a different Sheldon Keith? We got to see it throughout the season. Um, obviously he's going to have to be on his A game against a guy like Cooper who, who knows how to get the most out of his guys in any given moment, but also those guys know what's expected of them every single shift. Um, so what does Keith have to do not only to motivate this team, but to show that he has the chops to go up against the reigning Stanley cup champion coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of it will be that stuff that Cooper has been so good at, which is not saying motivating, but it's saying the right things at the right time to the right people. Right. And it's not always the one that's on video in between periods that they showed all the time in the bubble is the one where pulling a guy in the office and saying, reassuring him here, or the Cooper says, put one hand on the back or kick one guy in the ass, depending on how, how it works. Um, but, uh, you know, it's early in, in Keith's coaching career as far as the NHL. I thought it was interesting today to hear the comments about, you know, just kind of tipping his hand a bit saying, oh, they're going to be borderline violent. And we, we watched three, watched three plays of last year's playoff series. And they were after the whistles. I don't know if you're trying to get message to the officiating for tomorrow or not, or how that works. Um, but I think for him, it's just the ability in that market and the fishbowl that they have is to make sure the guys stay calm and play their game and, and, and don't let kind of like any mental hurdle that they've had in the past get to them if there's a rough game one or and, and that's kind of part of the coach's job is, is to do that. And the matchups will obviously be a key part in the, the chess match of who do you get out against what line and, and what deep pair to get out against who. And that'll be part of that process. But a lot of it is, I guess, mentally and, and finding the right way to push guys buttons when they need to. No, definitely. Well, one last thing for the, the mental side of the game. The Toronto Maple Leafs has always been the road team, whether it's against Boston. Uh, even when they were in the bubble, really, that wasn't a home thing because there's no fans there. No one really had the uh, the advantage. This year, they get to be that team that has the home ice advantage and actually enjoy it. Um, watching the Tampa Bay Lightning having that advantage themselves, what can you say about that? How far does that go for a team? Obviously, with pumping them up, preparation, mm -hmm. being home, all those little minutiae things that go into it. What do you think that helps the Toronto Maple Leafs with, or does it at all? Well, I think it helps with the ebbs and flow of emotions in the game, right? And if, if, the, if the Leafs are feeling it, all of a sudden they're feeding off the crowd, then it, it can be a tough thing for a team to overcome. I, I will say the Lightning didn't have home ice advantage in the first two rounds last year against Florida and against Carolina, and they were able to find a way to win, you know, if you want to win a cup, you have to win road games, right? You win the games yeah. on the road, you have to kind of steal a game here and there. So um, I don't think the Lightning will be rattled by the atmosphere at Scotiabank Arena, but I do think it could help a team trying to get over the hump 
and, and believing and finding a way that, you know, it could be kind of like avalanche of emotion and uh, momentum there if, if they're, they're scoring goals and their goal songs playing and the city's vibing and they're feeling good about themselves. So uh, especially for a game seven, which I think this series could very well go to game seven. Um, you know, Lightning won game seven against the Islanders last year at home and it was such an electric atmosphere. They won one nothing. And I don't think the Islanders would score if they were still playing right now. Uh, that's how good they were playing. So I, I think uh, the Leafs having a nice advantage would help maybe later in the series, especially if it's a game seven when, or maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe it will. Maybe the pressure will be too much if they're at home ice versus playing an empty building uh, for a game seven considering that, that situation. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the atmosphere this week for sure. Well, for the Leafs, they have to get over this hump. And, I mean, you look at all the things that they've done. Um, obviously, this year, again, there's no reward for playing well unless you finish first in the conference. Um, I want to ask you about that. Obviously, the playoff seeding is a thing right now. Everybody's talking about it. You obviously have the top two teams in Toronto and Tampa playing, you know, obviously Florida leading the division. But how do you like that? Do you want it to go back to one to eight? Do you like what they're trying to manufacture here? Obviously, we got Florida and Tampa last year, but does it really make sense? I mean, for me, I'd rather see these two teams potentially meet up in the conference final than now. That's a good point, and I do. I did like it when it was the one versus eight. You, you kind of got rewarded for you know for finishing higher in in the conference and the standings. Now, you know it's it's maybe more fun for rivalries to have the Leafs versus Lightning and the Leafs play the Panthers. You know, if, they, if that works the way, or the Lightning play the Panthers second round. Um, but it does, you know, maybe in the West, too, you have two of the best team to be out early like it was last year. So um, to answer your question, I would like it to be the one versus eight. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a lot of momentum to change it at this point. Um, but I do believe this could be one of the most, you know, exciting Eastern Conference playoff, no matter what the matchups are like because of how all eight teams over 100 points and yeah, uh, no really, no really weak, weak links there. We know that's an easy series win for anybody. We were doing the predictions the other day for the Athletic, and I was like, Every game going six, 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 seven, you know. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, and I'm sure fans are looking forward to seeing this one too. And uh, be natural theater right here. So. Yeah. Well, obviously Toronto fans are looking for uh, hopefully a long spring watching the Maple Leafs play. I want to ask you the question though, if the Toronto Maple Leafs are not able to get this done, um, do you see them blowing it up uh, or just running this back maybe one more time? Uh, a lot of chatter, obviously, amongst Leafs fans saying, hey, if this group can't get it done this year, this is the best iteration of the team. Maybe it's time to move a core piece. And I asked that because obviously Tampa getting swept by Columbus at that one point, some people were asking those type of mm-hmm. questions as well. What do you think? Do you think Toronto maybe keeps everything together one more time? Or is this the last uh, kick of the can, so to speak? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it, there, there are some parallels there. Um, although the Lightning had more success going into that Columbus series, they went to the conference finals and cup final before. So they had some of the core that had been able to win um, together for a bit. Um, but they didn't panic. They had patience. The owner, Jeff Bendick, and Julian Breezebois decided to uh, stick with our core and let's uh, blow it up and stick with our coach and now longest tenure coach in the league. And they were rewarded with that. They also made some changes to their game a little bit and um, got a little tougher and brought in some new guys at Maroon and uh, Luke Shen and and different guys that could help them in the room. So uh, I don't think they're going to blow it up. The Leafs won't. I mean, I think people will want to blow it up, but I think maybe you'll move an interesting piece, whether it's a, a Nylander or somebody else. Maybe if, if the goaltending is indeed an issue in the series or in the playoffs, maybe they look to try to find a goaltender um, to be a difference maker. And because you look at the up front, I mean, the, you know, it's hard to, you know, you want to get rid of Austin Matthews. I don't think so. I don't no, think we'll get rid of Mitch Marner. I don't think so. Michael Bunting's the guy who's going to be like a rising star in the league. And you look at the lineup, you're like, well, who, 
can you really get rid of or who do you want to get rid of? You know, um, and so I think you can make subtle tweaks to your roster, but I think, you know, Askew Vizerman took him 14 years to win the Stanley Cup, and he's on one of the better better teams in Detroit. Um, the Lightning, Steven Tamkos took a, what it was, it took like 10 years in his career before he won a Stanley Cup. Um, so there's some pain before um, you enjoy the spoils of it. So it's a matter of how much patience there will be if there is an early exit in Toronto. Well, we're looking forward to this series and looking forward to your coverage, obviously. Um, Joe, I want to thank you very much. I know it's a busy time right now yeah. with the kick off those playoffs, but uh, look forward to maybe talking to you down the line here throughout this series and just see where uh, where everything's at. Obviously, we're hoping for a Toronto victory. You're hoping mm-hmm. for a long spring for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So we'll see where things shake out. But my friend, I thank you very much for joining us tonight. Absolutely. A lot of fun. And we'll talk to you again this series and see how it goes. Take care. All right. Cheers, my friend. Be safe in Toronto. Thank you. All right, so there we have it. That is Joe Smith of The Athletic, guys.